Geordie chat with Coops and Tim. Games at home and away. Story stats and history about football in Australia. Welcome back to uh, Kick to Kick is Backwards and Coming Forwards. Here we are. Round two, Charlie. Round two is done. Round two is done and we're here to debrief it. Just before we do, just a quick little kick to kick backwards and coming forwards update. Um, we've gone back to our old website, which is uh, kick to kick at podbean.com. Just for financial reasons. Um, so all the same information should be there, but nice. yes, we just we just moved that back for the time being. Yeah, back to our home. Back to our home, home on Podbean. Ground. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, round... Two was a very interesting Wasn't round. Wasn't it? Lots of stuff happened that we uh, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have thought about. No, not for a while. Yeah. So let's get stuck into it, Charlie. All right, let's do it. So on Thursday night, we had uh, Carlton playing again on another Thursday, two in a row, uh, against the Cats this time. All right, and so our prediction of that Coleman stat was there. It was. Um, one I got slightly different, though, we mentioned. So we talked about 1902 being the yes. last time that had occurred. With Thurgood and... Yes. So I made... I did... I didn't make a mistake there. What okay. I said was correct, but there was one thing I overlooked, and that was the fact that in that match, there were four leading goal kickers who had already won that that title. Yes. Also in that game was a future leading goal kicker. Oh, so there were five. There were okay, five okay. five players who have now won the leading goal kicking. So it was round six to 1902, I believe, where there was three leading goal kickers. This is the first time that's happened since, um, where all four have won the goal Already kicking. done it. Yes. yes yeah. um, and just for the record, Cameron kicked six, Kerno five, Hawkins one, Mackay one. Yeah, I was going to say, we, what, so we've got uh, 13 between them in yep. the round. Huge. Yep. Um, so they did what they were supposed to do, especially, <laughs> especially Cameron and Mackay. Oh, Cameron was Sorry, unbelievable. Sorry, Cameron and Kurnow. Yeah. Uh, now, here's a stat as well. Carlton did not have a player in that game who had ever won a game against the reigning Premier. Not wow. one of their players had played in a game against the reigning Premier. That or that had won, won against yeah. the reigning Premier. Interesting. Yeah. Now they have a whole team of them. Yeah. They <laughs> did it. Um, and Carlton's first win over a reigning Premier in 13 years. Wow. Must have been, I think, Collingwood in 2011, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Geelong, I can't remember. Um, and the Cats losing their first two. The 13th team to do this. Okay. In AFL, VFL history. Reigning premiers to lose their first two. Yeah. Yep. Would you like to hear some others? I would, I would. I'm very interested. I can go through in the whole list if you want. Okay. Let's go back to 1901 when Melbourne. <laughs> and we, know, we know they should not have. They were very lucky to win to in win 1900. The, yeah, yeah. They came from, was it sixth? Yeah. To win the flag in the weird final system they had back then. Yeah. They just got their act together when they it counted. Did. And they won the flag against Fitzroy, who were already celebrating. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so they won the 1900 flag. They finished fifth in 1900 and won the year later and missed final. Well, technically everyone made finals, but, but they didn't make the grand final. <laughs> Next thing was 1909. Carlton finished second that year. After they won three, is that just after they won three in a row as well? It was, yeah, yeah. Well, it was the they just won two. Oh, sorry, oh. no. So they had won three. They won six, seven, and eight. Yeah. They lost nine yeah. and ten. Um, so they made the grand final. They went on to they had after a good losing season. the first two. Yeah. Geelong in 1938 finished third next year and made a prelim. 1942 Melbourne finished eighth. The year mm-hmm. after winning that three in a row, yep, um, did not make finals. It was after uh, Checker Hughes had left. Yes, on um, a high, yeah. as always. Then uh, Checker Hughes left again, 49, <laughs> and the D's finished fifth, so they didn't make finals. 1959. Is this mainly D's? 
Like, uh, is it? No, I'm done with Demons now. Okay, okay. 1959, Collingwood came off that amazing win in 1958, beating That's the right. Ds. Um, they lost their first two. They finished the season third and went out in the semi-final. Then Richmond in 1970, finished sixth that year, didn't make finals. North Melbourne in 76, finished seventh, didn't make finals. The Hawks in 77, finished second in the end, made a prelim. 79, the Hawks again, they finished seventh and didn't make finals. Then more recently, the AFL era, North yes. Melbourne won the flag in 99. In 2000, they lost their first two, finished fourth, made a prelim. 2006, Sydney finished fourth that year, and then they lost the grand final by mm-hmm. a few points. Mm-hmm. And then the very last team to lose their first two games after winning the flag was Hawthorne in 2009. They finished ninth that season, so missed out on finals. So there's nobody, no reigning premier, who has lost the first two and then gone on to win the flag. Correct. A few yeah. have made grand finals and That's stuff, correct. but there yeah. you go. So I wonder whether that trend will continue. So you heard it here first. No, <laughs> Cats can't <laughs> win cats the flag. Are done. No, knowing that... Um, I mean, you look at their record from last year, they didn't start the year well either. So there's, I'm sure there's still plenty of hope around them. And they're, I mean, I'm sure they'll get their act. Not that it's not together, but, you know, they'll pull themselves mm. further up. Yeah. But history is stacked against them. That's it, exactly. Mm. We love the weight of history stacked against people. We do. Yes. yes. Uh, so that takes us to Friday night now, Timmy. Is that right? It does. Friday night. Very Fr- interesting Friday game. night's very interesting game at the Gabba. Um, between the Lions and the Ds. Yes, the blackout match. The blackout match. Um, so Melbourne had won, amazingly, their last 12 interstate matches. Yeah. Because that takes us back into... Um, COVID co- times. In the COVID times yeah. where we played like six in a row at the, um, in Perth. Mm, the second longest winning streak by any AFL-VFL side playing games outside their state. There you go. Uh, Hawthorne hold the record 15 in a row. Around through their... Triple. Yep. Um, it also helps having those home games in Tasmania. Ah, yes, of course. So I think the Ds have actually done it harder. Yep. Yep. Um, so lights went out in the last quarter with, what, 12 minutes left? That's right. Very similar to that round 11 game, I think it was, in 1996, a Waverley between Essendon and St Kilda. Yeah. And that game had to be finished midweek. Well, and yeah, yes, yeah, it hung around for three or four days, didn't it? Yeah, with different players coming in, it was yeah. And a they were mess. talking about the fact that this isn't the first time this has happened at the Gabba. Even in recent times, there was well, a big bash game or mm. something that they actually just had to cancel. Yes, and that takes us to a completely different conversation about how long. The, should they change the rule about how long a game should wait? Yeah, it's interesting. So they, they because of that St Kilda Essendon game in two, in ninety six, which was round ten, mm-hmm. sorry, June eighth, um, they changed the rules for the provision to have it finished on the night. Yes. So if if, it, if they could fix it within an hour. Yes. Yep. If it hadn't have been um, finished, then like yep. if they had wait for longer than an hour, then they would have called the game. Or yeah, so the the rule is they call the game after half time. Yep. Whoever was winning, after, yep. if it was after halftime, whoever was winning won. Yeah. Or, but if it was before halftime, I think they have to replay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know the common thread in go these two games? Go on. Danaher. <laughs> so in the 1996 game, there was a Danaher, Joe's uncle, which would be Chris Danaher. And obviously this one was Joe Danaher. Yeah. So there was a family thread there. Yeah, interesting. Um, I also quite like that Melbourne seemed to know how to react to this. Well, we had the lightning match. Lightning match a few years ago, the year you won the flag, where, I mean, the North Melbourne, sorry, West Coast in that game, it was over in Perth. When play resumed, they kicked 4-3 to the Demons' three points. Yeah. Um, so they 
and felt almost like ran away. Yeah, almost took the game from you. Nine point final margin there. Um, so the D's seem to know what to do. Also interesting as well. It's a new tactic. We've actually got someone under the ground cutting wires now. Never <laughs> went too far down. But also that you knew how to um, like percentage is such an important thing. And Melbourne again knows this from what was it 2018? 2018, half a percent. Yeah, Collingwood kicked us out of the finals. Yeah, yeah. that was 2017. Sorry. 2018 is the year when you did really well in the finals. You're right. Yeah. So you know how important yes. percentage is. So I feel like that's what I had in the back of my mind seeing the D's just run that score back as close as it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, as we said, like sometimes you sort of don't think about that being round two, how important those five goals in, you know, 12 minutes mm. really could be. You could. Yeah. Um, and Tom McDonald's first loss in 16 matches. Was he out half of last year? He, did, he was out in and out. Um, yeah, for a bit. So, so, so he's yeah. the difference. Well, he was. He's the man. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so, a Collingwood Port Adelaide, which was a bit um, of a fizzer in the I end. I know. I know. Um, I almost went to this game, and I'm glad I did not. No, you don't need to hear that. No. Um, so, this crowd was the highest ever for a match between these two sides at the MCG. Breaking the old record, which was 51,883, set in round one, 1997. Oh, wow. Which was Port Adelaide's Port very first, first game. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Pies won that game by 79 points. So eight more than they won this weekend. <laughs> um, a few little interesting things here as well. We have Will Hoskin Elliott mm-hmm. playing his 183rd game, the most ever for a hyphenated player. <laughs> Breaking the record of David Rhys-Jones, 182 games. We know he played for South Melbourne between 80 and 84 and then Carlton, 85 to 92. That is a great stat. Also on that list is Lewis Roberts-Thompson, Shea Cockatoo-Collins, Darcy Byrne-Jones is still in the hunt for this. He's only about 30-something games behind. And fifth on that list is Ivor Warne-Smith. Oh, nice. And Jason Horn francis is now was in that game as well, starting to uh, rack was, up his tally. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and then for Collingwood, we have the most wins as teammates for Collingwood. Pendlebury and Sidebottom have now taken over the lead there from Gordon Coventry and Harry Collier. Oh, I thought um, Hawkins and, and Selwood were For right. Geelong, yes. This is for Collingwood. Oh, this is just for Collingwood, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so um, if, if Pendlebury and Sidebottom can then go on and win four flags together, that'd be... That'd be great. It'd be great, but yeah, you got a, a bit of catching up to do with yeah. Coventry and Collier. They were absolute champions. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I saw that the Magpies were shouting out to the 19th player, the Magpie Army, um, which reminded me of when Adelaide did that back when, uh, I think they had Brenton Sanderson, the, the Adelaide Oval, it was the 19th, 19th man was That's right. crowd. Yeah. So you're not doing anything new, Collingwood. <laughs> and even that was then stolen from the Seattle, Super, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Who probably stole it from someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always the thing. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so our next game was Adelaide versus Richmond on the Saturday as well. Adelaide Oval. Um, not a heap to report back from this. It was a good comeback by the Crows, but then they spent all their energy getting within a point and the Tigers ran away with it. Um, Samson Ryan became the second known Richmond player to kick goals with his first three kicks. Oh, wow. Um, I I was waiting for Rhett to put out who was the other player, but he never did. So, Rhett Bartlett, if you hear this, please let us know. Um, His debut was actually last year, round 15, against the Kilda, but it was kickless. Ah, yes. okay. The last well, he wanted to keep his uh, powder dry for today, mm, yeah, mm. yeah, for the weekend. Um, the last player to kick three goals with his first three kicks was Jason Tutt in 2011, round 22 for the Dogs. That's an impressive stat, isn't mm. it? Wow. It is. Um, and then we should probably know, uh, move on to the night game, the 
Doggies. The Doggies versus St Kilda. Um, because I know you want to know who won the Barker Witten. Of course. Trophy, which was St Kilda. They uh, have leveled the scores at 12 all. 12 Barker Witten challenge plates each. So the next one's a big one then. Next one is a big one. So next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also had Scorigami in this. 92 to 41 has never occurred. Really? Yeah. There you go. And my, uh, Mateus Philippou kicked the first goal of the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, but not the fourth. Oh, almost the full set. Almost the full anyway, set. What can you do? Mm, disappointing. Um, but yeah, that was a bit fair drubbing, wasn't it? It was. Then uh, over to the west. Over to the west where we had Frio versus North Melbourne. Interesting. Did you watch what? the end of this game? I didn't, no. <laughs> oh, but I've read all about it. Yeah, okay. Um, so to start with, some history made here. The second time ever opposing captains have been Indigenous. So Alex Pierce of the uh, Palawan Nation was the captain of Fremantle. And Jai Simkin of the Yorta Yorta Nation, captain of North Melbourne, became the first, second pair of Indigenous captains to play in opposing sides in the game. What was the first? Michael Long and Gavin Wanganeen. Who did it twice, once in 1998 and again in 2000. Um, obviously, Port Adelaide and Essendon. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, North Melbourne have now beaten both WA sides in the first two rounds of the season. Yeah. By under a kick both times as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, the 12th team to beat both WA teams back-to-back. So that has happened before. Not, not by under a goal. No, quite, very close. Um, some other little bits and pieces here. Wooden Spooners winning the first two games in the last 30 years. We've got Collingwood in 2000. They, they bombed out. But then West Coast in 2011, they made finals. And Essendon in 2017 also made finals. Okay, so yeah. things so bode well for North Melbourne yeah, there. Looking all right. Um, and would you like to know some other VFL coaches who have won their first two games in charge of a club by under a goal? Yes, I would. There's four. Okay. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to 1951 to Footscray with Charlie Sutton in charge. Good um, list, a good part of person to be on a list with. Bet the Tigers and then the Blues both by a point. Nice. And then we've got Fred Hewson at Fitzroy in 1943. The Lions beating the Ds by three points and then the Swans by a point. And then back in 1919, Ted Melling at Fitzroy uh, coaching for nine games. They beat the Pies by three points and then the Blues by two points to start <laughs> the season. A very short list, that one. They are. So, yeah, Alistair Clarkson has started well. He's in some inter- interesting company there. Yeah, very. Uh, so, that takes us into Sunday's games where we've got uh, the first one was Sydney versus Hawthorne. I didn't see much of this game. No. And by much, I don't mean any. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it, was an, it sounded pretty ugly, though. Did you watch it? No. Um, so we know what was the final score? Uh, one hundred eighteen to thirty-seven, which is Scorigami. Hey, of course. Well, not unsurprising that one. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing I saw was that um, Caroline Kennedy, daughter of JFK, was in attendance. That reminded me of times other presidents or royalty have been to games. Yeah. Um, so it reminded me that uh, Joe Biden, who went to a game in round 17, 2016, Carlton, Carlton versus the Eagles. He was vice president then. Yes. Um, then obviously we have Queen Elizabeth II, yes. Prince Philip coming to, for round one, Fitzroy versus Richmond at the MCG. Um, one of the, I think the, the first Sunday match, was it not? That's right, yeah. Yeah. And then I know Prince Harry also attended a game in 2015 at Subi, which I think was the Eagles GWS. Yes, that, that was my thoughts from the Sydney Hawthorne yeah, game. Nice. It wasn't a lot else to think about, was no. it? Apart from you probably thinking, geez, are, uh, are Sydney going to top the Dons for percentage? Yes, I was looking at that. I'm like, well, can we, let's get over Collingwood. Let's get over Collingwood. And we did. Um, yeah, not much else there. Hawthorne had an interesting jumper on as well, I thought. 
Um, it was kind of brown, almost like the old Brisbane Bears one. Oh, yeah, like yeah. It had a V going on. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, so then our next game, Essendon versus Gold Coast, I imagine, t- uh, Timmy, you watched a fair bit of this. Only the second half. I was out. I was a bit, a bit busy yesterday, but <laughs> I, did, I did come home and watch the second half. Fighting win. I haven't really got much to talk about from this game either. The Suns have never beaten Essendon in Melbourne. Ever. Uh, their only wins have ever been in Queensland. Wow. Okay. Um, and the other bit I picked up was I think Kyle Langford with five goals is the most ever by Langford. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris Langford kicked four goals twice in 1984, but that was the next best. Um, <laughs> unless there's a missing Langford I don't know about. You're which there, of. there might be. Um, and they're not related at all that I'm aware no. of either. <laughs> And the last game, and the Sunday game. night. Yeah, West Coast versus GWS. Um, again, I, start, I watched a bit of this game. It wasn't great to watch. Um, but remember last week I spoke about the remaining original Suns? Yes. Let's talk about the re- remaining original Giants. Yeah, okay. So I imagine there's a few more. There's 10. Okay, yeah. For that yeah. Very, and I'm talking about the ones who played in that very first game. Yes. Um, there's five left at GWS. Okay, so five. Yeah, oh, so that's actually less than I might have imagined. But okay, Stephen Canelio, Phil Davis, Toby Green, Adam Kennedy, Callum Ward. Yep. Most of those, well, all except Adam Kennedy, have been captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we've got Jeremy Cameron. Yes. At Geelong. Will, Co- Will Hoskin Elliott at Collingwood. Dylan Shield at Essendon. Nathan Wilson at Fremantle. And at Melbourne, um, uh, Adam Donaldson. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of um, uh, Dom Tyson. No, not Dom Tyson. Um, Alex Neil Bullen. Was he at GWS? Don't think so. Maybe. No. Um, the other, the other thing. <laughs> we're live now. We can't. We can't cut stuff out. Um, most games as teammates for West Coast. Jack Darling and Andrew Gaff have taken the record now over from Josh Kennedy and Shannon Hearn, playing two hundred and thirty-five games together as teammates. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, now the only other thing about round two is that we're in, there's been three other seasons where the premiers have been zero and two and the wooden spooners have been two and zip. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. Mm, two thousand seven, so two thousand was the last time North Melbourne lost their first two, Collingwood won their first two, and then in nineteen seventy Richmond lost their first two, Melbourne won their first two. So yeah, all right, so that's round two in the bag. Looking ahead to round three, some of the yeah, things... Yeah, what are we looking forward to? What to are some things for? to, uh, yeah, to, to, to uh, get right. us excited? It could be a mini rivalry round as well. Okay. All right. Um, you've got three former grand final matchups. Yeah. Um, but you've got some, some great... We've got the derby and the showdown. Um, Thursday night, we've got the doggies and the lions. Not much to see there. No. I mean, could be an interesting. Well, the way the dogs are playing, they need a win. They're desperate. Yes. Lions will want to keep proving themselves. Friday night, Collingwood Richmond at the G. Um, since 1999, they have played for the Jack Dyer Lou Richards Trophy. Okay. Not much I could find on that. Um, it will also be Damien Hardwick's 300th game as Richmond coach. Yeah, wow. Most ever for Richmond. For a Richmond coach, yep. yeah. The first person to achieve that milestone. Yeah. For Richmond. Um, Saturday, we've got Hawthorne versus North Melbourne, one of the classic rivalries from the 70s. Yep. Um, probably my favourite we talked about recently, just because they met so many times. Yes, in that time, yeah. Um, the Clarkson Cup. 
Well, yeah, well, they used to actually have the McCaskill Trophy they played for. Oh, okay. Um, in 1952, Hawthorne President Dave Prentice presented a trophy to be known as the Bob McCaskill Trophy for perpetual competition between Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Perpetual, perpetual. competition. McCaskill, who died that year, um, coached Hawthorne and had earlier coached North Melbourne. Um, so it was to be contested from that, that point forward. Okay. I don't think it has been... I think sort of it maybe out. went on for a bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it got phased out. Off. Um, but also extra spicy because it's Clarko versus Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. So who's uh, who's going to win? Do you think Clarko will go in the uh, favourites this time? With North, North yeah, the lo- form lo- they're looks, in looks like it based on the uh, based on the uh, the numbers here. Yeah. Uh, and it's down. It is down in Tassie. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Giants versus Carlton at Giant Stadium on Saturday. Um, not much to see there. No. Be interesting match. St Kilda Essendon Saturday night. So here's two things I got for this game. First time both teams will play against each other, um, being unbeaten since round one, 1992, <laughs> um, which was James Hurd's debut game. Oh really? Yeah. The Saint- and the Saints beat the Bombers in that game for the first time since 1980. Actually, interesting game. Um, also, St Kilda are celebrating their 150th anniversary. Oh yeah. Would you like to know how other teams have gone celebrating their 150th anniversaries? Yes. Do you remember the Demons in 2008 celebrating their 150th anniversary? I imagine we lost. You played Geelong and lost by 116 points. Geelong. No, the MCG, I think. You lost by 116 points. Right. In the week leading up to Geelong's 150th celebration, they lost to Carlton around 19, 2009. North Melbourne in 2019, round 20, they beat the Hawks in their 150th celebrations. Okay, they had a win. They had a win. Carlton in round 7, 2014, lost to Collingwood by 34 points. And then last year, Essendon lost their 150th anniversary game to Carlton. Okay. So, so again, history is against the Kilda here. Yeah, it so really is. Bombers should win this. And this game's at the G. It is at the G. Which, you know, considering you're both These two teams of Marvel. Yes, but it's a big celebratory yeah. game, so you can imagine, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they played in the 1965 grand final as well. Yeah, they did. Um, all right, then Saturday night also in Adelaide, we've got one of the great modern rivalries. Yeah, the showdown. Always a good game. It is, and it needs. It should be standalone. It should be beamed back into Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so we have this is the fifty third meeting of it. The current breakdown is Port Adelaide twenty seven wins, Adelaide twenty five. So they're pretty close as well. Yeah, really. I'm a, I'm actually surprised that it's uh, it leans in Port Adelaide's favour. That's mm. interesting. Yeah. Sunday we've got the Gary Ablett Junior Cup <laughs> up on the Gold Coast. The Suns taking on the Cats. Uh, we've got the D's, your boys, taking on the Swans. Yes. In what is kind of is the Ron Barassi Cup. Yeah. Since 2003 they played for that, but it's not really publicised. Okay. Which I think it should be. Absolutely. I mean, his contribution be. to the game is yeah, enormous. To both of those clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why can't they publicise that more? And you know, should you have a should we have a, like a four-way match where Melbourne, Sydney, North, North and Carlton and Carlton all play in one game and make that the Ron Barassi Cup? I mean, it's a shame you couldn't do a floating fixture and have two of those teams play in one round and then the winners of each one play in the play next in week. The next round. Um, and then on Sunday afternoon, we've got Frio versus West Coast over in Perth, the uh, the Western Derby. Yep. Derby. Derby, Derby. I always forget which one's right. Um, the fifty-third meeting. Sorry, the 55th meeting, West Coast have 32 wins, Fremantle 23. Okay, that's actually closer than I would have thought as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they are all the little things to look you forward imagine to. imagine the Dockers are going to get another one, though. Oh, yeah, you'd have to. I know 
they're they haven't won a game and West Coast have. That's true. So it should it make it true. make it an interesting game. Yeah. But there are other things to look forward to, Charlie. I'm already excited. Can't wait. I'm very happy it's back. A lot of footy to watch. Love it. Great. Well. So yeah. Well, until uh, until next week when we can talk about all the interesting that happened, the things that happened. Maybe another scoreboard lights on fire. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe some more scoregami, maybe. Yeah, yeah. After, what will happen? The, uh, the after the siren thing. I mean, geez, we haven't talked about. It's like Siren Gate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, the amount of times, I mean, in our history that we've talked about issues with sirens and games going like five minutes longer than they should. No one's heard it. Yeah. We haven't heard it in a long time. So it's good it's back. All right, I'm calling it. We're going to have an umpire mark the ball again. Okay. Yeah. This weekend. This weekend, yeah. All right. Okay. Put it down. Put put it down. (laughs) I can't wait to watch that. (laughs) All right. Well, until next week, Timmy. Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use in this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening.